to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying, what we saying, prime information. Facts, keys to the city, we're locking the statements. Streaming every Friday. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We're streaming on all social media platforms at Keys to the City. So comment, like, subscribe, share, or follow. Or you can check out clovercrestmedia.com if you're interested in getting involved in podcasts, many more, and trying to get involved in this field. We're doing two shows back-to-back days and then possibly Friday, too. Boy, three shows on a week. That's what the sports world has given us to us. And that's why we are back. And that's why we have the Joseph McGuire joining us today. After the breaking news, Ted, first of all, you forgot to gel your hair, bro. Wait, research you for, and you got the TV. Ted, Ted listen, you know what you're doing, bro? Listen, you, I'm trying to find out where the show is on Facebook so I can share it and post it because all it, it says is Joe is live. It should be up. It's not live. Well, right now, we have no one, right now we got no one watching. They don't even oh, have me man. watching. Ted, you're almost as clueless as Rob Manfred. And we're going to talk about Rob Manfred because, well, he is, as yet again, comes up clutch for being maybe the title of worst commissioner in all of professional sports. So we'll get into that. But let's talk about it, ladies and gentlemen. We are in March 2nd. Three months ago, back in December, we had, or is it, yeah, it's three months. Yeah, geez, I'm losing track of, I'm losing track of days, man. I'm telling you, it's just been mind-blowing how fast days are going by. Well. Those 90 or close to 90 days, the MLB world, MLB fans, we still do not have any baseball after March 2nd. Proposal rejected yesterday. So, guys, let's get into it. I'll start with Joe. Joe, honestly, straight up, what is your reaction to the MLB lockout 2022? It's unnecessary is my reaction to it. This is... You know, just so I've heard people say, you know, the it's a strike, and it's definitely not a strike. This is not something the players wanted. This isn't the way the players wanted to go about this. The players are willing to go to camp and negotiate this thing, yeah. and the owners don't want to do that. And from what I've read, I mean, look, the owners are comfortable, Teddy, losing a certain amount of games here. It's still going to be as profitable for them either way. And so the more – Again, they're they're willing to make it look like they'll sit out the entire season. They certainly don't want to do that. But what they're hoping to do is to break the players. And they've done it every time in the past. And after uh, two years ago, these guys decided that next chance they had, they were not going to break. And here we are. They're, you know, again, look, they're conceding where they can, but these guys have to make a stand. And, you know, for anybody who is under the impression this is the millionaires versus the billionaires, dude, there's a lot of Major League Baseball players that are not millionaires. Plenty of guys making 577. I know that's an enormous amount of money to make, but when you're living nine months of the year on the road, you got to be compensated for that. There's no reason that a guy like Juan Soto should be making $800,000 last year. Now, I realize he got the, the new contract and, and whatever, but a lot of guys don't. I don't know if you guys remember three years ago, there was a very specific player I was concerned about and where his place in baseball was, that being Neil Walker. You guys remember this when the Yankees signed him a few years ago? Mm-hmm. 
to a $3 million contract. That's a guy who should be making 10, 12 million a year, had to settle for a $3 million contract, right? Because trying to get away from 32 year old middling veterans, guys like, like, like Neil Walker, professional hitters, guys who would, 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 you know, not put up huge numbers, but the kind of guy you want on your team. And instead of paying those guys, what's fair, those guys slowly got basically pushed out of baseball in favor of young guys making the the major league minimum of $570,000 a year. And so in essence, what you're doing is you're, you're, and this is why the union's upset and has every right to be, you're, you're taking jobs away from bona fide baseball players and you're putting an inferior product on the field to save a couple million dollars. Newsflash. Rob Manford said earlier in the week or last week, rather that major league baseball teams doesn't know why anybody gets into the business. They're not profitable. Well, newsflash, the Atlanta Braves profit from last season profit $111 million profit. Joe, it's a very profitable business. Joe, I'm glad you said this because I was telling Trev this the other day because I was, you know, I listened to Michael K. show and, you know, he always gives the New York stuff. Trev, you can keep it like this. I don't need it with all of us because this is our discussion, not my discussion. I was giving, I was giving. Well, you I don't want it. Oh, I, I like want... that. Give him the floor. You I love you it. You got the floor. No, 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 I, don't, I don't want the floor in that sense. I enjoyed that, Trev. You can do that to me all day. Jeff Passon was saying about four years ago, MLB teams, ownership teams. The value of Major League Baseball teams went from 50, 15 billion to fifty-five billion last year. So overall value of the Major League Baseball teams, meaning teams are making in a serious amount of money. Joe, so you you hit on a point. Major League Baseball teams are getting rid of journey veteran journeymen that have high price contracts for favor for youth guys for minimum contracts. So guys, like you said, like Neil Walker, some of those guys who are veterans that in the old days, you would definitely like a Chili Davis. Remember the guys like Tim Raines, guys that you would pull up, they would be bench players, key contributors to your teams, are no longer valuable teams. They're taking lower profitable teams. Here's the other thing what's wrong with baseball. And this is not just players versus owners. This is owners versus owners. You got disparity in Major League Baseball. And that's the biggest problem when you don't have a salary cap. Now, I don't care if they don't have a salary cap. It's no big thing. But you got teams like the Mets, you got teams like the Yankees, you got teams like the Dodgers, the Red Sox. They spend money. They have money. Then you got teams like the Marlins. And I think this is part of the reason why Derek Jeter left is the Marlins who still make money rather not spend the money and pocket the money. That's the biggest thing. They don't they don't spend the money on the teams. Joe, they'd rather just pocket the money instead of putting the product into the team. Jeter thought they were gonna get he was gonna have an extra $15 million to use towards it, and they're like, no, we're not gonna use it. They actually have, if you know anything about baseball, you would know that their farm system, especially their pitching staff, is loaded. They got some talent that if they can keep the pieces and they continue to grow, that'll that pitching staff could be really formidable in the next three to five years. I mean, we're talking studs in the pitching staff. But this is a huge problem. This is something that you knew was coming. Okay, we shouldn't be fooled by it this is because the major league baseball players association got taken behind the woodshed and smacked around in their last deal in 2016 that was the biggest thing they got crumbled in the last one part of that was the players decided to sign the contract i mean they chose to sign the contract so it is what it is they're trying to make up for lost value 
you're never going to make up for lost value. It is what it is. But the problem is the money disparity. Major League Baseball, for them to say they don't make money is BS. It's absolutely BS. They make more than enough money, all right? I, I was reading just now on Yahoo, the way fans are trying to get back at Major League Baseball is they're canceling their MLB TV subscriptions. And a lot of the reasons is blackout disparity. Sorry, I, I don't want you. I don't want your subscriptions. I don't want nothing to do with MLB. And until you get rid of the blackout stuff, which does definitely infuriates a lot of people and teams, um, you know that hurts the fans. I mean, at the end of the day, the fans are the ones that hurt the most because we enjoy the game. This is this is a, I don't want to say a toy, but this is something where, hobby, toy, enjoyment, something that we really take pride in. Major League Baseball, we've talked about this, Trev, since we went to CB, CSB school like four or five years ago, was people don't enjoy baseball anymore. Baseball's too long. Baseball's too boring. They don't do a good job of making their stars stars. You know what I mean? They don't – you, you talk about Mike Trout, right? There's like the the 32nd ranked quarterback, the quarterback on the, on. and the football team has more followers on Instagram than Mike Trout you. does. It's, that's the problem. They don't – Well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you both this. When you think of the NBA and you think of LeBron James, like a Steph, just two of the just two of the names that come to mind. There's a bunch of other names, obviously. The NFL, when you think of the NFL, you think of Patrick Mahomes, you think of Aaron Rodgers, just a handful of and there's you know the story. NHL even has marketable players. Connor McDavid, Sidney Crosby, Alex Ovechkin over the time. They've had marketable players. The baseball, now currently. Back in the day, the 90s, the 2000s, even the early 2010s, you always had somebody you could market with. You could market with Sammy Sosa, McGuire, and Bonds back in the day. Early 2000s, you had Jeter, you had A-Rod, you had Nomar, the three shortstops, the three AL shortstops. That everybody I'm on Ken Griffey Jr., bro. I know, I know, but I'm just saying names. You had always marketable players. Now, in the sense of today's world, in the baseball world specifically, when you think of baseball – I mean, you think of like Mike Trout, you think of Aaron Rodgers, but or Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Judge, but who's their guy? Who's Ohtani. the marketable guy that they, that they that they can run with? Is it Otani though? The problem with Otani is, and I and think he's just he's just, just, he, it's he's just, just a it's, it's, it's he's an just statement, but it's because he's not American born. It's it's not going to have the no. Same I think feel. that's just the heat of the moment state. A heat of the moment statement. No, Otani, listen, Otani is their best value player. He is their best player that they could sell. Oh, trust me, because well, he pitches yeah, because in of the international. Because he pitch, he's their best seller, second to Eric, and then Aaron Judge, I would say. Aaron Judge over Trout because he plays for the New York Yankees, and he's a big guy. You know what I mean? He's 6'8", he's 250 pounds, hits moonshots. He has a, he just has got, he's got a nice, he's a good looking dude. He, you can sell him, all right? You can't sell Mike Trout. He's a quiet guy, not really a commercial guy, kind of keeps himself, never in the playoffs. But Otani, you can really sell. You can sell that, but the problem is he's not American-based born player, and that doesn't sell in America. I know that sounds ignorant, but it's the truth. You know, you, if Otani was, like, from Los Angeles, California, he'd have a little more selling point. But because he's from Japan, well, I think that's so American, that it doesn't have the same selling point. This, Joe, but this, I think that's a little bit of a of maybe – I understand where he's coming. Oh, listen. All the, yeah, but you got to think about it. There's been some players like – I mean, Albert Pujols. I mean, he wasn't. He's not an American-born player. He's from he's he's from the Dominican Republic. Um, Ichiro Suzuki, just just a couple of names that when Ichiro came over. I mean, Ichiro, yeah, Ichiro, was a, Ichiro easily could have been the face of Major League. That's what I'm saying. But he was he and, was one of the most marketable players well, in sure. that world too, and he wasn't American-based. 
Dude, listen, there's a reader, there's a reason why Derek Jeter is maybe slightly overregarded for the player that he was. Okay. He's the essence of the all-American boy born out in 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 Michigan, right? With New York ties, um, shortstop for the Yankee, biracial, handsome, won championships. That's marketable. And you're that's America. And it looks like America. There, everything about him is America. And you're in and, and so yeah, listen, I, I you know, look, there there's always gonna be that underlying element. You guys know how I feel. You know, one of the things we've talked about on the show before is we we only generally refer to black and Hispanic players as lazy. You don't ever really put that label on white players, and there's certainly lazy white players in baseball as well. 100%. So look, there there there's always gonna be that racial element, and I know everybody hates hearing about that stuff, but it's true, mm-hmm. you know. I've talked about this before. There's a reason why, you know, the the Minnesota Twins, right, locked in on on Justin Morneau, more than happy to let David Ortiz go, you know, not realizing what they had. You look all around baseball, teams like the Colorado Rockies, man, they locked up Todd Helton for a million years. They didn't lock Ellis Burks up. You know what I mean? There's other guys that they could have kept. Small market teams in America, Mike Sweeney with Kansas City, Evan Longoria, uh, you know, pick a third baseman or first baseman in any any small market team in America. That's everyone's favorite player. It's a very marketable thing. And and most of those players are white. You know, when when Adrian uh, Gonzalez got traded from the Padres, that was one of the most appalling things and stupidest moves I'd ever seen. San Diego's got a huge Hispanic population. Gonzalez was from San Diego. Like you couldn't have found a good looking guy. Yes, you could not have found him. And and they traded him. Yeah. That would have. Are we talking the Dodgers or the Red Red Sox or the Dodgers one? Because he got traded. San Diego initially traded him to the Red Sox or the Dodgers. And then then dude, again, the idea that you would trade that guy. Shocking. Well, here's, let, here's the thing. Dustin Pedroia stayed in Boston for, I mean, he's, I, I think, just literally retired now. Like two. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. No more Garcia Parra sat out one game against the Yankees and they shipped him to Chicago. Joe, you know, it's, you know, it's funny though. People would say, well, they don't, they don't have a salary cap. So it's unfair for the smaller teams to compete with the, the bigger teams. What I would tell them is go look at the last 20 years. There have been the same amount of champions in Major League Baseball as there has been in the NFL. Jeff Passan said the other day, I think he said there's been 19 uh, champions and 13 different teams in both the NFL and Major League Baseball. So what's that say? It doesn't matter if you have a salary cap or not. You're still getting different teams. The Yankees haven't won one in 10 years. All right? Mm-hmm. And we talk about the Red Sox. How many of the Red Sox won in the last 10 years? You know what I mean? As good as the Dodgers have been. How many of the Dodgers have won? The, the Astros, how many they have? You know, I mean, the Cubs. I mean, all these big teams. The I Mets, mean, the Mets, they haven't even won a World Series. I mean, that's another thing. So, barely so making you, the playoffs. So, <laughs> so here, here's what the problem is, and this is what's got to be fixed first. The ownership has to be fixed between ownership, because you got a guy like Steve Cohen worth thirteen billion dollars. If you realize before the December second uh, lockout, he made a couple deals. He paid some people. Yeah, he set the market way before anyone else. Mm-hmm. All right, and now you got guys like in Pittsburgh and Tampa Bay. I mean, Tampa Bay just paid their guy, the shortstop, right? Oh, Franco, that's, yeah, wonderful. That's a way under deal. 
Now, here's the thing. He could have bet on himself, said no, went through the arbitration years, and could have got maybe if he played, as long as he didn't risk it, would have made up a lot more money in the long run. But he took the guaranteed money now, a guy who d- doesn't come for it. Now, think about what the Braves, the Braves paid Ronald Acuna 10 years, $100 million. Dude, if he's on the market, he makes $350 million. Easy. Now, is he worth 350 No, but I'm, what I'm saying is the disparity with these teams, they don't, they're not in the same ballpark, bro. They're not in the same ballpark. Pittsburgh's going, like Joe said, you got the Pittsburgh, you got Tampa Bay. They're just going, we got these young guys, like an Aaron Judge, and we keep them, and then we don't like Andrew McCutcheon, who was like, he was so great for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Like, well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. But we can't put no one around him because we're not willing to spend money. And then so we got to ship him to the Red Sox or the Yankees because we need prospects because we can't afford him. And then, like, and then what's crazy is now you think of the last couple of years, the Padres, all of a sudden they're giving out $300 million contracts to Michelle, and you're like, wait, the Padres were never doing that. So what are they doing now? And then, like, how do the Rays still compete even though their market is – sour cap is like $50 million, the Yankees is like 250 That's the biggest problem. You have you, That's the ownership problem first because there's not a fair market. We're not playing in the same ball field. Yankees revenue versus the Pirates is just not the same. And then, of course, when that comes to players, it's like, listen, I'm playing for the Pirates. I'm Andrew McCutcheon. I'm an MVP. I'm a gold glover. I'm a four-time All-Star. I want to go get paid, goddammit. I want to make some money. Why the hell am I sitting in Pittsburgh making $8.3 million? I can go play for the Red Sox, Cubs, someone else who's going to pay me $25 million. Because your your career, like Tony Clark says, is short-lived. How many guys play in an open day? How many guys' careers last four years? How many guys' careers last ten? You got to take with the money when you can get it. And who are we to say, hey, don't take the money? Listen, someone who offered you right now a job at Google and said, I'm going to pay you $10 million, and you know, I want you to leave the job at Yale or something else. You don't say yes? No, I don't think I don't think you over it. But, Chad, hold on. The only thing is it's in another state. Are you moving? Oh, you can't yeah. move. No, you can't, no you, can't, you can't move, bro. You can't leave everybody. You can't leave everybody. Like you told me, you can't leave everybody. $10 million, I'll come pay you for your people to come visit me. There you go. <laughs> $10 million. We can do a lot with $10 freaking million. Look at Chelsea Clinton. No. But here's the thing. No, go on, Joe. Finish your point. So, we'll get so I've got one quick thing to say here. Okay. David Glass, the CEO of Walmart and the owner of the Kansas City Royals, bought that team in the year 2000 for $96 million. I'm not even going to bring up the waterfall. I'm going to bring up the fact he bought it for $96 million. He sold it two years ago for a billion. Damn. This is a very profitable business. Yeah. If the Kansas City friggin' Royals are yeah. worth a billion dollars, mm-hmm. are you are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, that, that means that probably... Every team in baseball's got a value in the vicinity of a billion dollars. Plenty of money there, guys. Plenty. Well, let's continue on with the Rod Manfred sweepstakes because, well, we always talk about lockouts. There's always been lockouts. There's been an NBA lockout, which canceled 161 days, got into December in 2011-2012. NHL took a big hit with their lockout in 2004-2005, closing the season. I know that the MLB has had lockouts in 94. They had their longest one up until this point. But here's the thing. They never miss regular season games. Never Exactly. Never miss regular season games. And it's very simple. The title of worst commissioner. You you never want to hear the word worst and a person associated with. You never want that title because plain and simply, it's just – it sucks to hear if you're a person of that. But that's where the – that's where it's come to for the MLB commissioner, Rob Manfred. 
And this is even before this whole lockout. This kind of, Ted, you sent me an email, uh, um, an article last night of the legacy of Rob Manfred. Well, has this cemented it? Because you got to think of it. Even before this lockout, guys, the handling of the Astros, Red Sox, whole cheating scandal, how that really backfired on his ass and really didn't take, really didn't take a stance, a firm stance and really punish this team like they should have, the both the Red Sox and the Astros. And they didn't. The handling of it was awful. And now with this situation going on, it's a very simple question. I'll start with you, Ted. Has Rob Manfred cemented his legacy as the worst commissioner in all of sports? Now, I'll go with the four major ones, Roger Goodell, Nathan Silver, and Gary Bettman, and now we're on Manfred. Well, here's the thing. So Gary Bettman's been reigning supreme for a while now. Oh, he's had this title. Worst commissioner. He's always getting booed. Then there's the Goodell clown show. Remember about four years ago, they had the clown shirts. Trevor, you talk about Manfred. Goodell's handled things a lot worse than he has. From the Ray Rice things to the Tom Brady thing. I mean, there's a lot more issues that go on in football than baseball. Let's get that first, that fact straight first. Roger Goodell. But here's the thing. Rob Manfred hasn't lost a, a union case since 2008. He was the the guy for the for the owners when they had to do the CBAs. He's a lawyer. He hasn't lost 2008, 2006. He don't lose. He's like Johnny Cochran, bro. He don't lose. He goes in the he does not lose. That was part of the reason. Here's the other thing. These commissioners, they work for the owners, bro. They work for the owners. They don't work for the players. They work for the owners. That what Joe and me talked about and Trev, Yeah, but the handle $30 million they, because the owners put him in there because I get that. The but they handling hold on. It's, when it's all, how you when handle all these situations. They want to know that the commissioner is going to back the owners, not the players. Yeah, but you have okay. to handle these situations knowing that this was – What makes you most bad? Hold on. Hold on. This was incoming. I know, but I'm just going – I'm just talking. I'm just having a debate. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Anyways, this is a situation that you should have handled before, well ahead of time. I know that you knew this was going to happen. This was incoming. And for them to just okay. continuously so – Here's the thing. Go their stubborn ways. And this isn't okay. about – look. Here's this, the thing, though. I said this before. If the owners don't want to make a deal, it doesn't matter what he said. I know that. I okay. get that. So first things first, Pittsburgh Pirates don't want to raise the revenue. Like, here's the thing. You said, Ted, make sure you have the facts in front of you. So, Joe, this was some of the crap that I was just reading about, all right? So it said MLB proposed raising the luxury tax to 210 in 2020, 2024, 224 in 2025, 230 in 2026. All right. Now, the players wanted to start at 238 instead of 210 in 2020, 244, 250, 256, and 263. What's that mean? The players want the salary cap, which there is none, at a higher value so teams would have to spend more, which means they would hire the, the threshold of the minimum salary because there is a threshold where major league teams have to pay a certain amount of money on their players. Here's the other thing, which I did not realize, which I think is stupid. If the Yankees go over the luxury tax, the luxury tax goes back into the teams that don't go over the luxury. They give the money back to the teams. Why? Don't help those teams out. BS. Help the team. They don't want to spend their money. Penalize them. That's that's a problem when you have teams, and this is something we haven't talked about, but we talked about with the Dolphins. When you got teams tanking, bro, 
Now, it worked for the Houston Astros all those years, tanking, 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 so they could get a guy like Correa, could get a guy like Altuve. They can get some studs and then help them win a championship. There's an issue with baseball. And, that, and Manfred's stuck between a rock and a hard place. The problem that makes him look like a clown is when he's practicing his golf swing or laughing and smiling at a press conference because there's nothing to smile about. There is nothing to smile about. He, you know, you'd like to have like, you think Brian Cashman right now, Trev, I'm going to ask you like, you think, and Joe, you think Brian Cashman right now is smiling? Hell no, bro. The revenue the Yankees are losing, the people that work in the stadiums that don't get paid now, sponsorship sponsors start going away that's when the owners get hit they're screwed because if rod manford goes ahead we can go sign a deal and the pittsburgh pirate owners there's more bad teams and lower priced teams in major league baseball than there is teams that like the red sox cubs um you know giants angels those teams there's like a few of them and then there's like 20 teams that rather tank and save their money and there's owners that rather go i'm gonna still keep my my lunch money from third grade in their pocket. And then there's other guys going, I'm spending, I'm spending, I'm spending. Because as a Yankee fan, we don't conserve. We go all in. That's why you hear people, Yankee fans, go, go get that guy and go get that guy. Because that's the expectation. You ever heard a Pittsburgh Pirate fan or someone else go, I want that guy. And they're like, oh, hopefully we are first-round draft pick fans out. We don't think about a first-round draft pick. We go spend. That's the difference in the Major League Baseball because there's no salary cap. And if Robert Manfred, he's in a, in a tough position. He does look like a clown. I don't think he's the worst commissioner. It's just part of business. And here's the thing. When when the deals and lockouts like this crap happens, the, the commissioner always looks like the clown, bro. Because it all the blame always falls on him. Roger Goodell, I still think, is a clown because he's handled football atrociously. But it doesn't matter. I could be the, I could be the commissioner of the NFL because at the end of the day NFL sells itself. People, if you had NFL all day long, all you you know we talked about the Super Bowl, the ratings, Joe, what, the Bengals and Rams Super Bowl was through the roof. Joe, what do you think? Rob Manford is not a baseball fan. He Plain called the World simple. Series a thing of metal, a, a piece of metal. Thank right. You, this guy apparently grew up a Yankee fan, doesn't act like one. Hmm. I, I really I, I think he's a Yankee fan like any person who doesn't follow baseball might be like, yeah, I like the Yankees. Or if you're a super casual uh, football fan, you like the Patriots. Now you like somebody different because, you know, no more Brady. But this guy doesn't love baseball. They brought him in in 1987. So that far back, he dates back to baseball. He showed up during collective bargaining. As Teddy said, he's a lawyer. He works for the owners. If they wanted a deal to get done, Rob Manfred's a brilliant man. He could have certainly come up with a deal that's fair and equitable to all sides. He hadn't mm -hmm. done that. Mm -hmm. Because, as Teddy pointed out, the owners don't want that. Again, these guys feel like they can get the players to break. There's going to come a point where players want to play. Got guys like Clint Frazier uh, online uh, saying they're going to go go out work at McDonald's. Joey Gallo uh, posted his resume on LinkedIn. You know, so these guys are getting restless. And and here's the other thing. Look, the longer that they delay all this and these guys can't get in the game shape, the worse this is going to be on the players when the season starts. Because even with a with some, you know, even if you run the full spring training, 
you're you're gonna have guys that are that are just physically not gonna be ready. Well, you're gonna have guys that are gonna got off the bad start. You're gonna see a lot more injuries. So this happened a couple years ago when they had bam. the short thing. More guys got hurt. Now here's the other thing. I, I don't want to cut you off, Trevor. I know you want to talk about this on your own, but things that they were talking about was MLB luxury tax threshold. Their disparity between that. The players want the luxury tax at a higher level. Major league teams want it at a lower level. Another thing, Joe, we have talked about. Um, the proposal for minimum salary right now it's at 675. Major League Baseball wants to move it up $10,000 per year, moving up to $700,000. Major League Baseball Association they would like it to start at 725, then 745, 765, and continuously base higher. The problem is they got screwed so bad in 2016. They're trying to make up. They're going to have to find a middle ground. The playoff thing do not need 14 teams in the playoffs. 12 is good, 10 is too much. But for a league that has 30 teams, we don't need half the teams in Major League Baseball making the playoffs. It's stupid. More is not sometimes better. We saw it even with football. Even with the extra wild card team this year, they were all blowouts. All the first-round games were awful. And then when it got down to the nitty-gritty, Trev, we said it. We got the best teams the last three weeks of the season with the divisional, the championship, and then the Super Bowl were all really good games. That's what fans want to see. We don't want to see a team who's 82 and 82 or 81 and 81 against a 96 team or a 96 win team. I don't want to see it. It's not good for baseball. You want to see the best. Here's, here, here's a big point, of, and I'm going to go a completely different side of this too, in the sense of why he is. I mean, you said catch. You said words like catching up. You said football with Goodell and money and investments. That's the key. People are invested in the NFL. The NFL can be take a hit, and all the stuff that's been going on in the NFL, the Ray Rice, the National Anthem, Colin Kaepernick, all of that, look at the NFL currently right now. Look at what just happened in the Super Bowl. Two-thirds of this country just watched a Super Bowl that had a matchup of the L.A. Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals. The NFL is going to be fine. doesn't matter what happens. The NBA, even when they had their lockout, people are invested in the NBA. People love the NBA. It's this. It has to be. I know baseball is still there, but baseball. Well, I'll talk in a second about this. What I'm getting with the NBA is still going to have an investment. You're still going to have people that are going to go to games. People love watching the NBA now. It's huge. ESPN. They highlight it. They promote it. People are just invested. NHL was huge in 2004, 2005. It was a peak. I remember I used to play the NHL games, 2K back in the day. I used to love playing with Gary Thorne as the announcer of the video game. It was just incredible. I loved playing. ESPN was, they always had with Barry Melrose, Gary Thorne. That was peak NHL. Then they had their lockout and it's never been the same since. Now, also the reason why I say why he is, is because Ted, you said the word catching up. Well, that's what baseball has been doing for God knows how long since I've been alive. It feels like it's been catching up to the Joneses with the NFL and the NBA. And I know baseball has always had probably the second. It was at a time that it was the most popular sport in this country. Well, that's drastically changed. The NFL has taken that title and people are just not investing in baseball. And in a time where people are losing interest year and year and year in and year out with baseball, People don't care about baseball. With something like this, this can be drastic. Just go ask the NHL. The NHL took a massive dip with popularity and investment from people and fans. Look at what it is now. Yeah, it's starting to get, it's starting to try to come back to life with ESPN. They're trying to get games on. They're trying to promote it again. But if baseball has this and it continues to get worse or hopeful, hopefully better, this is a time where baseball can't afford this because they're losing popularity to where the NBA and NH and 
and even the NHL and the NFL, obviously, they're all growing popularity and they're getting a great investment from the fans. Baseball doesn't get it. All we ever talk about, guys, is, oh, well, when we think of baseball, we talk Yankees, obviously, but we always are like, who, who's the face of baseball? When we talk, who who can we market? Who can we invest to the fans and push yeah, but out? You know what else shall we talk about? Hold on. Where it's like it's like, hold on. Hold you can't convince the replay right. Strikeouts, umpires. I know, but hold on. But, like, I'm saying, you can't push to the fans where, like, the NBA, you can push LeBron. You can push Steph, KD, Giannis, because people are either going to love them or you're going to hate them. The NFL is the same thing. You can push Roger. You can push Brady. You can push Mahomes because you're either going to love them or you're going to hate those guys. The MLB, there's no guy that you that they haven't pushed yet. We were hoping it could be Mike Trout, but they haven't. We were hoping it could be Aaron Judge. Yeah, we say Aaron Judge because but here's he's the, the thing, right You can't push he's, one player in Major League Baseball because I know that. he gets three right, at bats but, and maybe gets three fly yeah, balls. I understand that, but there, that's the problem. The team and the Hold on. Hold on. No, I'm they're telling not even, you. That's they're the thing. I know. I'm just trying to make one point. They're not even pushing one player. They're not even yeah, pushing. They can't. Push, you have to push somebody. To, you have to push. You have marketable players. You just said it. Yeah, you got to push the team, though. But, I know, but you just said Shohei Otani. You have marketable players. So what about these garbage ass John Moran? I know the Memphis Grizzlies have been great this year. Don't get me wrong, but they've been slowly building to that. Yeah, but now he you chose John Moran. He dribbles the ball. He controls the ball. I know. But, how do? You, how, here's my thing. If you're the San Francisco Giants, right, you're on Sunday night baseball. Like right? you can't push – look, it's hard to push a, pay, a a pitcher in baseball, Joe, because he only pitches every other five days or on four days. He only is pitching once or twice a week. A, a hitter, when you're playing baseball uh, six or seven days a week sometimes, when you have five games, you could push hitters. You can push the Mike Trouts. You could push the Aaron Judge, the Otanis. Yes, you could push those guys. You can never push a baseball a pitcher in baseball because of the fact that you're only getting them once every five, four or five days. That's why I said Otani could be the guy because he hits and pitches, so you could see him on multifaceted. Then I think they need. To, I think they have to start doing something because you have to have that marketable star. You have Aaron Judge, yeah, he's in the commercials. You have Mike Trout in the Subway commercials. Otani, you have to start pushing those guys because those are your guys that are going to lead you into the future for the next coming generation like the nfl did the nfl pushed these quarterbacks and after all these old-time quarterbacks from the 90s early 2000s finally called it quits and finally with being brady now guess what the nfl don't have to worry about anything because guess what they're going into the future with a whole new fresher look with all these young quarterbacks that are going to take the league by storm and the popularity is going to continue to grow. Same with the NBA. You're going to lose LeBron? Don't worry about it. We got Giannis. We have young John Morant. We have Luka Doncic, Jason Tatum, Devin Booker. We have Donovan Mitchell. Just a, a plethora of young talent that we could push to the future. Baseball, you just got to get there first. Listen, if you if you think about baseball and the, the tradition of baseball and – you know, the fact that you've had very little movement of baseball teams, that you've had the Yankees, the Cubs, the Red Sox, you know, the, these are teams that have been in place, you know, for the, the Pirates, you know, 100, 110 years. Mm -hmm. And so it's very much about the team when it comes to baseball, because you also know, and we talked about this before, but the history of baseball, the records of baseball, those are numbers that are hallowed that, I mean, 
What? How many yards did Emmett Smith finish with? All-time leading rusher. 18, you have 000, no idea. Eighteen thousand two hundred sixty-five. I think it is. Yeah, Some only degree. Teddy knows that exact number. Or I think it's two sixty. I think it's two sixty-six. It I might be. It oh, doesn't matter. Joe, Nobody gives a crap. No, no I give a crap because I need to know if I'm right or not now. I need to know if I'm Joe, right. I, Joe, I, I think I know where you're going with this because here's the problem. We've no, let him finish. Let Hold him on, finish. we're done with the show because I think it'll build on his point. Things that we've complained about baseball, right? We have instant replay, but we don't use it in the right way. Why do we have instant replay if we're not going to use it and we're not going to change course? If the ball is a foul ball, we still call it an home run. Why do we have instant replay? I mean, we have seen things in instant replay. Major League Baseball is still in the damn 60s. They're living in their history. Instead of thinking about the future, hold on. Hockey, right? They they change rules about goals, size of the blue period, faster pace, basketball, less fouls. We want more scoring. We want more points. Hockey, we want more scoring. The NFL has helped the quarterback. We're going to make it more offensive. Now, what has Major League Baseball done? Okay, so we, we had the steroid area, which was really good. It brought baseball up. We had a lot of runs. Now we're gonna we're gonna dead the ball. Then we're gonna make the ball good. Then we're gonna change the rules. Now we're gonna lower the mound. We're gonna have instant replay, but it's not gonna fix the calls that we were like the guy saved on first, but ah, don't worry, he's still out. And I can see it clearly on my television in 1080p. This is not static TV from 1926, all right? But we still look like it because they're in black and white. They're looking at it for 10 minutes, even though clear as today, they don't fix the things that need to be fixed. You want to make baseball interesting? Find ways to make it interesting. We always we're talking about players. Just make the game interesting. Stop with all this BS crap that makes because we are younger generation. We're like this. We're on the phones. We want to know things now. We want. We, well, that's we just you in general. Now. We want things done right. That's the problem. That's we want just you in general. Right. And if you're not going to do it right, you're wasting all our goddamn time. And the only people that are going to watch it. Is guys like Joe who are older or dads, and then people who actually are true baseball fans. Other than that, the black communities, the uh, the urban communities, you know, people that have other things because they had uh, one of the older guys on Tim Kirchin. People got things going on in their life. People make money. I don't need to sit home and waste three and a half hours to watch stupid baseball. I'll just go do something else in my time. In 1958, Jackie Robinson, who had broken the color barrier. 10 years earlier. Which is said, April 15th, which if they wait another week, they're going to miss Jackie Robinson Day. Yep. And and they're going, they're going to. And they and they will. Uh, oh. because you know, they don't care. They really oh. don't. But Jackie Robinson said that he didn't like watching baseball because it was boring. He preferred basketball and football. And that was a sentiment that a lot of people shared, even in the 50s. So all this talk of tradition and keeping the, the sport boring and not being innovative. People have been complaining about the slow pace of baseball literally forever. Like, you got to the 50s. People got TVs, Ted. They got cars. They were like, we got things to do. Let's move it. And that's the thing. And this sport. And here's the other thing. You know, initially, when you asked the question about him cementing his legacy, you meant currently of of the commissioners currently in sports. Because I would tell you that, you know, Bud Seeley could give this guy a run for his money as well. Because that was another terrible commissioner who, um, you know, literally navigated them into the worst strike in history, that one being 94-95. Incidentally, that was the last strike that we had. That's the last work stoppage in baseball. And yet, it feels like it happens all the time. Mm -hmm. Did you know from 1972 to 1982, 10 years, five strikes? Yep. Okay. 
the right the labor unrest in baseball 72 73 75 80 81 i was a kid i remember the 81 season they got they split it up in the first half second half some nonsense where's the tradition there guys hmm. you know baseball hides behind tradition when it wants to and then at other times just you know throws it by the wayside and again as you guys mentioned earlier a commissioner who thinks the world series trophy is just a piece of metal yeah, and, and that's, that's very much the way they're negotiating. They don't care about the fans. They thought the players would break. And I would, I would just, I would ask anybody that's watching or or hears or sees this, don't turn on the players, because the only way that they're going to ensure that this crap doesn't happen more times in the future is if they get something in place that's fair for everybody and that they can have a harmonious um, movement forward. Uh, where everybody feels like they're they're winning because when the other side keeps getting bashed over the head, that that's not that's not going to be harmonious, and it's only going to make the next CBA more difficult uh, and and increase the chance of another work stoppage, be it a lockout or a strike. So it's on the owners here. They got to start manning up. They're being dishonest. They're making tons of money, and they don't want to share it with the players or anyone else. Hundred percent agree, and and Ted, you said it right. That's the thing. There, people are people are making changes. The NFL has been making changes to the game. The NBA has been making changes to the game. The NHL is trying to make all changes the to the game. Yes, all for the better. The MLB is just behind the eight ball. They're everything they're doing is ass backwards. Oh, and another thing, don't forget about the so-called unwritten rule, unwritten rules in baseball that they always like to complain about, which doesn't even make sense. By the way, I wanted to say. Emmett Smith finished with 18,365 yards. So, Ted, we're not too far off. Again, but you know 755. You know what I mean? You know 56. You you know. Uh, yeah, 756. You know, yeah. There's there's just a big difference between the traditions of these sports, and, and there's a reason for that. Football doesn't push that crap. Football doesn't make a big deal about the, the career numbers. And not for nothing, they've been doing this as long as baseball has. Well, there, there's a reason they've become more successful. And it's the idea that they don't push the numbers as hard. They don't. They, they don't focus the on the product sells itself. The product you know, sells you know, itself. It's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, we know his lead time scorer. No one knows how many points he has. And the Emmett Smith, hey, I want to tell you something. The Emmett Smith thing was a straight-up guess. I knew it was 18,000. I just didn't know how many yards. It was, that was a pretty solid know. guess, though, brother. That was really – I thought you had it, honestly. Wait, um, he, said, then, but, he, said, he said 255. I said 265. No, I said 265. You said 265. Then I said 265. I was 100 yards off, bro. Not bad last, for a guess. I how was 90. I even put that same number in there. Last thought on this. Again, the, the reason and the hostility and keeping Barry Bonds out is he he ruined 755. Yeah, And I always forget whether that's 762 or 763 or 761, and I don't care. I don't care what that number is. And, and it's high time that baseball sort of gets over itself. Joe, you know, just 61 like is a movie. Just like the Hall of Fame. One guy gets in. We have all these all these perfect guys that are in thing. Whatever. We don't need to get into a whole other topic like we did before. Whatever. But all these things that Barry Bonds put them in the damn. They're Hall of Famers because they have bats and balls in their uniform. They should have a plaque in there. And under the on the step that you step next to things should say, played in the era when steroids were used. 
was not was never tested positive, but believed to do so. Here's his well, record book. Here's, he my, here's, here's my final point about that whole thing. You can't look in the record books without seeing Barry Bonds' name, Roger Clemens' name, Kurt Schilling's Rose. name. Rose. Rose. They hate just four, just four of the guys that well, uh, Sammy Sosa, McGuire, Rafael Palmeiro, all guys that have had some sort of impact in history, all guys that will not be in the Hall of Fame because the MLB wants to be in their stubborn ways. Worst thing you could be and learn from it from a guy that's very, very stubborn. Don't be stubborn. It's not ideal. It doesn't work out to anybody's benefit. So we'll see what happens with baseball. We are three months in now. The lockout has been rejected or the, the proposal was rejected yesterday. The lockout continues in the MLB world. So baseball fans, so you just got to sit and wait and see what happens with this disaster. Well, good thing we for the USFL and March Madness. Hey, good thing for the USFL. Good thing for the NFL Combine again, the NBA, the NHL. This is just more for your investment and for fans to take advantage of the mishaps and the incompetency that we like to call the MLB. I've been Please. watching the Sopranos. Oh, really? Yeah. You're back on it? Yeah. I watch season? it. This is gonna be what, my third time through. I'm about what? four episodes in to do another run through. What season are you in? I'm back in. I'm literally in one. I just started a few days ago. I want to. I want to. I think it's it's raining today. I'm thinking about getting back into watching The Sopranos. I finished hey, season one. Season. So good. I so love good. it. It's one of my favorite shows of all time. And the other, it's a, so, it's, Buster only said that this is the way a 12-team playoff field would likely work. Two teams in each league would get first-round buys. The other eight teams would play a first-round best of three. I don't like that. We'll see I don't I like think. a best of three in baseball. I'm sorry. You you best could do that yeah, in that's... basketball. You could do that in other sports. Three games in baseball, bro. The Pirates can blow out the Dodgers, you know, 35 nothing in a three-game set. That means nothing. In two games, you know? all you got to do is just win two games. Right. Well, there you go. I don't. I've never been a fan of of a. You can't do that in baseball. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's not going to tell you who the better team is. Nope. It's going to tell you who the better team was that that couple of days. Mm-hmm. I think if you look at the NBA, right, and and I know there was a couple last year. Was it where where was the Clippers kept going to seven with everybody? Oh, who was? I think like it was. So whoever yeah. it was, I know somebody was going seven and knocking all those teams off. You have a chance in a seven-game series where maybe the better team doesn't win. In a yeah. three-game series, in, in basketball especially, that would never happen. Well, it would never we'll, happen. We'll see what happens with baseball. Right now, what we know is happening is that there's a disaster. Going They're on. ruining the game. And baseball. Every year they find another way to do something worse than the year before. We'll Unbelievable. We were coming, we were hoping to come on here, start talking some New York Yankee baseball moves, what they should consider. But no, we're talking about again the negativity. By the way, is anybody else getting the nerves of like the Yankees need to do like a hundred things before the season starts and they're in a lockout? Well, until that season actually starts, I'm not gonna get worried because we don't know when this is gonna fit. We don't know when it's gonna finish up, Joe. We don't know when it's gonna conclude. We don't. Can I make a prediction today? Carlos Correa is the Yankees' starting shortstop oh, for the, for the 2020, 2022 I hate, season. I would, I would hate the Yankees. I would. Not I bet you he signs a one-year, like twenty-eight million dollar deal, and he. Plays I would. I would not be happy with the Yankees. Hey Joe, guess what? I won't be Joe, happy, Joe. Joe, be happy. you want to hear another wild thing? 
I know we got to end the show and do the things we should have talked about. We don't have to end if anything. Baseball, if Major League Baseball misses 15 more games, Shohei Otani. Oh, yes. Pete Alonzo, Pete Alonzo uh, the kid Cronenworth, and one other player miss free agency by a year. Yeah, Would that shock anybody if this thing happens on well, day 16? Well, guess what? Those guys, let's just let's just close the inevitable. They will be missing a year of free agency because the baseball is not going to get anything done anytime soon. We'll see what happens, but we will be back on Friday to discuss NFL combine. We're going to start talking NFL draft. We're going to start going through the NFL first round and talk about team needs and all. Talk about the New York Giants. The Giants already cut Kyle Rudolph, say five million in the cap. So we'll see. Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones, looks like he might not get his fifth-year option. And Kyle Rudolph could be done. Yeah, Kyle Rudolph got cut today. The first of many moves that could be happening early on in the Joe Shane and Brian Dable era of the New York Giants. Just so we'll talk all about that. Huh? Just, sent you, just sent you guys something in Messenger. You guys will see it. Was it breaking news? No, it's just stuff about uh, like draft and other news and others. Oh, okay. I, you were, uh, I was about to Why don't you just tell us? Why don't you just tell Why me? Why don't you just tell us what you want? Why don't you just tell us see? what you want to hear? All right. James, Brad- James Bradbury is also willing to take a significant pay cut to stay with the Giants. Well, he has no, to because or he's getting traded or cut. It was no, it was it was a Twitter thing of Dave Gettleman's twelve largest free agency moves. Um, and it was I don't even want to hear the name Dave. Just Gettleman. go look at just go look at your thing, and uh, you'll just. I don't even want to hear the name Dave Gettleman again. They can't get rid of James Bradbury. They they've got to bring that guy back. He's I'm telling you, but I, that would to, be such take, a such a take, step backwards. Joe, he's got to take a pay cut. He will. Right. I hope so because he's going to He's See getting Ted, shut up. <laughs> oh, my God. Can we cut Ted? Joe Shane, cut Ted. Cut ties with Ted. He really oh did leave. God. He left. That's Bye. Yeah, Ladies he and gentlemen, we are Keys of the City. We're streaming on all social media platforms at Keys of the City. That's the type of team we have right here. Ted just leaves. <laughs> you know, that's why I, I, if I had $10 million, Ted, I'd cut your ass just like that. Anyways, we'll be back Friday to discuss NFL and much more on Keys of the City. We're streaming on all social media platforms at Keys of the City. So comment, like, subscribe, or share, or check out clovercrestmedia.com for many more podcasts or if you're trying to get involved in this line of work. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are out. Yeah. Keys to the City, baby. When you see us so you know you're really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts, we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying, what we saying, prime information. Facts, keys to the city, we're locking the statements. Streaming every Friday.